God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity, listen to this, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority, let no man despise thee. So what, what is this prescription here? He says to be a peculiar people. Now, we mentioned this yesterday at the Lost and Found. That doesn't mean to be, uh, uh, no offense, Brother Terry, but that doesn't mean to be bow-legged and cross-eyed. That's not the peculiarity that he's talking about. Uh, but he's talking about being different, being set apart, being being different from the world. And and uh, it, it's not about wearing a T-shirt that says, I'm a Christian. Come on. It's not about wearing a necklace that has a cross. It's not about wearing, uh, wearing your Christianity on your shoulder. It's about being a Christian. It's living that life that's different uh, than what is acceptable in this world. And so for everything that, the, that our society offers us, God in His Word offers us a, a, um, a, a prescription uh, to deal with those things. Now, there is, um, if you'll turn on your news and you'll turn on, uh, get on Facebook and you'll get on this, that, or the other, you will find, and, and, and they don't use this word because it's wrong to use this word, but they will, you will find that hate is being spewed everywhere. Uh, it is hate against uh, this, against that, against maybe this people or this people group or whatever. You'll see that, and unfortunately you see that too in churches today. Uh, but I, I want us to be of absolute positivity today in thinking about this love of God. And he particularly says here, brotherly love. Now we've dealt with that agape love or agapo, however you want to say it. Uh, we've dealt with, uh, in teaching, we've dealt with eros, that erotic love, and we've dealt with all of these different things. But here is this word or phrase, brotherly love. And so as we looked at Colossians, as we looked at Titus, and it told us that we can be a peculiar people, we can be set apart. Colossians said that we are to have the peace of God ruling in our lives as we're in the world. But I'm glad we're not of the world. Somebody say amen right there. I'm glad that it brings us now to this thought about letting brotherly love continue. Now, if I can do this fairly quickly, I'm going to give you four things. And I'm going to the house this morning. Number one, I want us to see that this particular phrase here, uh, it gives us an implied choice. He uses the word let. Uh, let brotherly love continue. Our love is an outward evidence. Now, what I mean by this is, and I don't want to get too far out of the way, but he says let brotherly love. So he's speaking of a specific love here, Brother Kurt, but he says that we are to allow it. Uh, let, and so this gives us an implied choice. This tells us that we have a choice of whether or not we're going to allow love towards our brothers or not. Somebody understand that and say amen. And so we, we know that our love is an outward evidence. The scripture says that all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so as we look at this, we also understand that there is a human response uh, and it is one of resistance. Uh, 
because someone hurts us, someone does something against us, and we say things like that, I just can't love them anymore. Or, <coughs> excuse me, or I refuse to love them like I once loved them. And I have to think about a husband and wife, and I've, I've dealt with this throughout the years, of how a husband or a wife will say to me, I just don't love them anymore. At what point did that change? I, I don't have an answer for that. Uh, but I don't believe you can just fall out of love with somebody. It's not as though you trip and you wake up one morning and you don't love that person uh, that you've spent the rest of your life with, that you've walked down the aisle with, that you've vowed your unending love with. I don't think it's as easy as society uh, would offer, but on every telephone pole and every other billboard, uh, the, the, the uh, society says you can get a divorce for $500, for $900. You can, you can end your mission. Misery right now. But I'm glad today that in brotherly love, we have a choice of whether we allow brotherly love to continue or not. And the scripture said that we need to let it. God says that there is a choice. We have a choice today whether or not to reciprocate the love of God that was shown to us. If we are going to be a Christian, a true Bible believer, we are going to have to give to every man, woman, boy, or girl, regardless of of what they look like, regardless of their uh, racial status, or regardless of their relationship, we are to give brotherly love. Now, in context, we see, Nick, uh, that this is brotherly, so uh, that's, that's familial, that's that's a, you have a sister, you have a brother, alright? But in the grand scheme of things, oh, we need to show the word is brotherly love. The word is Philadelphia, and that is love to fellow men. And here it gives us a choice that is implied. This word let, it could also be translated as the word cause. And this was convicting in my own study. Uh, but it, it, Because I've already said it several times, Hunter, uh, that we ought to allow brotherly love to continue. But if we were to change that, and I'm not taking away from the King James Bible, but if we were to change that little word to cause, then that puts the responsibility solely upon our own self. We are to cause brotherly love to continue. In other words, don't let it stop with us. But that's so often what we do is we are shown this love. We are shown brotherly love. We are shown love from God. We are shown forgiveness. We are shown mercy. We are shown grace. But we let it stop with us. And we are the cause that it is not going forward. I ask you today, will you be the one that halts brotherly love or will you be the one that causes it to continue? Number two, I want to look at this. Um, let brotherly love continue. It gives us an intimate consideration. I mentioned just a moment ago talking to Nick that this is this brotherly love. It is a specific type. He could have said love and we could have, we could have want, we could have looked it up and Maybe it was one of the other loves that I've mentioned, but he specifically says, let brotherly love. This is, this is that word Philadelphia. It's also translated as the word phileo. 
Uh, if you go to Philadelphia, you'll find uh, as you look at the tags and billboards and things of this sort, it'll say the city of brotherly love. That's what their town means. And I've never been there, so I don't know if it's true or not, Kurt, uh, but I have to assume that it is. Uh, but <coughs> the Scripture says that we ought to allow brotherly love to continue. And again, this is an intimate consideration. Uh, this is that love that extends to your family. Now, I'm going to need somebody to help me right here. I'm going to give you about six things, and I want to hear an amen. Uh, this means that you are to extend uh, this love to your family or to that sister, you young young sisters that has the last name of Burke. I want you to listen. Uh, that means that you are to extend love to that sister that irritates you to no end. Where's Braylon? Ashlyn, are you listening? That means that you are to extend love to that brother that, that, that constantly pulls your hair or wrestles you to the ground. Abby Grace, your brother ever pulled your hair? I have a sneaky suspicion this one's probably pulled Rachel's hair. Yeah. That means you're supposed to give that love to them regardless. Listen to this. You're supposed to extend that love to that brother that's always there for you when you need a strong shoulder to cry on. You're supposed to extend this love to the sister that is there when you can't show your true feelings to anyone else, but she knows you. You are to extend it to a brother that isn't as successful as you are and always seems to need some sort of help. You are to extend this brotherly love to the sister that has never done anything wrong and seems to always be that favorite daughter. I said those six things to give you a picture of this brotherly love. There is something about, I have a sister, I only have one one sibling, it's a sister, and or she is a sister rather, and uh, she, she's really, she's always been there when I need her. All right, I could call her and I could talk to her and I could tell it, but uh, and I don't know if she'll ever hear this or not. And I'm not being a baby or sissy about it, but Brother Kirk, it's those times in between needing help and receiving help. It's those times that I don't hear from her for months. It's those times, and I'll be honest, it's those times that I don't reach out to her for months. You see, that's a two-way street. Oh, but it says, let brotherly love continue. If I want to show my sister that I love her, I should not go up there and, and give her a hug and say, I love you, just in case you forgot I love you. Oh, but rather, it should be a showing. It should be a constant communication. Let brotherly love cause brotherly love to continue. Oh, when it is not reciprocated to you, oh, when love is not shown to you, Brotherly love is showing its steel to someone that needs, that deserves, and maybe even longs for this particular type of love. He says, let brotherly love continue. There's something interesting that strikes me in three ways about this brotherly love. Uh, this type of love knows all your faults but loves you anyway. You can't hardly hide secrets from your brother or from your sister. They, they tend to know all about what you've done. Because usually they're the ones that's plotting with you. They're the ones that, now I've never done this. Some of y'all have done this, I can tell. But I've never skipped school. Okay, I was Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. I never done, Bobby, you ever skipped school? Something tells me maybe you haven't. I, I can just tell it in your eyeballs. But, but maybe it was a brother or a sister that helped you plan it all out. 
Maybe they had been there before, Michael. Uh, they said, now you can't do this because you will get caught because I've gotten caught before. No, 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 no. Your, your brother or your sister, there's something different about this type of love because they know your faults, but they love you anyway. Also, this type of love, uh, it, it shows that you may not be loved in return, but love anyway. Now, I need to, I feel like I've, I've, I've confused half of you. This type of, this brotherly love, it means that it's not always going to be returned. I mentioned to my sister, I also have a brother-in-law. And uh, there's no love loss between us. Uh, and, and I'll not go into all of those things. But I can promise you right now, if my brother-in-law were to call me, he's a brother-in-law. I don't owe him anything. But because he is still part of my family, if he were to call me right now, I would drive the six hours and I would try my best to do whatever I could to help him. He doesn't show love to me. In fact, he has shown for many, many years, decades now, that he does not love me. But if I have the love of God in me, then I owe it to anyone to help them in their time of need, whether they show love to me or not. There's something else that's kind of struck me strange. This brotherly love knows all the in, intimate details of your life and loves anyway. Kind of, kind of seems kind of redundant from that first one. They know all your faults, but they know they know those secrets that you've held. They know the loves that you've had. They they know the the problems that you have. Uh, they know the trouble that you've gotten into. They know the times that you've hurt. They know the times that you've hurt them, but they love anyway. That's his brotherly love. Number three to this morning, I want us to see this phrase here, let brotherly love continue as an instructive conclusion. He says, let brotherly love continue. It is to be constantly present to help. What about that this morning? We ought to be, if we're going to show brotherly love, we need to be constantly present to help. Now that doesn't mean, Brother Kurt, stand up for a minute. That doesn't mean that I'm always to be up underneath you and say, hey, do you need anything? Uh, where are we going today? What are we doing? That doesn't mean that I'm constantly in your face asking how I can help. But that does mean that I need to be very, very near, whether a phone call or whether a touch, whether uh, to hear the voice of the one in need, uh, that when he has a need, I am constantly present to help. Thank you, sir. And you and I, we find our... Now, 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 now listen. I, I got in a loop there. I'm sorry. I got in a stuttering loop. If we're not careful, if we're not... I'm, I can't say anything more than that because Brother David will make fun of me and I ain't going to do it. I am not get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> if we're not careful, we'll, we will allow our lives to separate us from offering brotherly love. I have a wife. I have two daughters. And, and I'll do anything I can for them. And I'll do anything I can to spend time with them. My time is precious. I was telling, uh, I think it was Ashton this week, uh, we went to Brother Langston's preaching time and we had some time together. And so I was talking to him and, 
And, and I, would, I think I was talking to Ashlyn or something, and, and uh, I, he may have just been trying to suck up. I'm not really sure, but uh, I still had a teaching moment. And um, he was talking about my relationship with my daughter and my wife. And I said, well, you know, there's, there's, there's a reason. There's a reason for that because there was a time when I was working all hours of the night in the morning. There was times that I had to leave a dinner or church just to go work. There was times that I worked three different jobs and got up at four in the morning, didn't get home till six or seven at night, spent just a couple hours with them and had to go to sleep to do it all over again. There were times that our Saturdays were torn apart because that's the only time we could fit anything in. And so we'd spend a couple hours here, a couple hours there. But then God saw fit to move us in His grace and mercy down here into where we were pretty much together 24 hours a day and, and I realized what I was missing by letting the busyness of life steal brotherly love away from me. And so this morning, I, I want to I wanna present myself as an example. Don't allow the busyness of your life to remove you from offering uh, brotherly love to your family, to your friends, to your church. There's some, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step on a couple of toes, so I'm gonna get down here so I, I wish I could see eyeball to eyeball, but it kind of depends on how come my head. But I, I'm gonna get down here with you, Kurt, because there's some folks that as soon as they pull in the parking lot, they are trying to figure out how long it's gonna be before they can pull out. There are some that chooses their parking spots just so they can be the first one out. So now, if you backed in this morning, I am not being, I'm not pointing you out because I'm not looking at the parking lot, I promise. I can see something out there, but I can't tell what it is. But there are some that backed in their parking spot so that when we praise the Lord, they're out and they're in the car and they ain't got to look behind the robot and they just go. There's some that park on the far end of the parking lot, so they ain't got to worry about traffic back here, but they back out and go. So I'll put Kenny smiling back there. Is he looking at me? But there's some folks that are sitting here right now. I see heads down and you're looking at phones. And I know that's not any go Bible that. There's so many people today that even in the house of God, they let the busyness of life distract them from what God wants them to do. And that carries on If I get too busy to spend time with my daughters, to hug them, to kiss them, to, to enjoy 
But you have a choice today. Do you want to show brotherly love to those that are here? Or do you want to halt that brotherly love? I was telling, again, telling somebody this, this week about um, one of the questions. We were sitting in that little room back there before, before I came down here as pastor. And I asked all the men that were there, is there anyone that has come or that you know of that you would not want to come back. And every one of them, we went around, every one of them said, no, sir, we want everybody to come. And can I tell you, that did more to me than any other question that may or may not have been asked because they were willing to, to I don't even know the right way to say it. They were willing to forgive. They were willing to move beyond that. They were willing to say, okay, we realize you did wrong in the past, or maybe we did wrong in the past. We are willing for, for us to worship together. And that's the way it ought to be. Let brotherly love continue. It is an instructive conclusion. There's no details. Just simply let brotherly 
love continue. While it is a collective thought, it also must be applied individually. While the church, while those in, in, in the context of the scripture, these Jews, these Hebrews, while they were taught, instructed to let their brotherly love continue, I believe today the church can do that, but individually we've got to get to that point too. Now, we can sit on the sidelines and we can say, well, I'm going to let so-and-so love them. Well, if you're reading this today, and I believe we've all read it or at least heard it, then God's speaking to us as well. It is also, number four, an intentional contribution. An intentional contribution. There is no end to this love. He said, let brotherly love continue. He did not say for 60 days, for 90 days, for 120 days. He did not say for a year. He said, let it continue. The word continue, I didn't look it up, but in my own little pee-picking brain, it means don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. Down here, you, you get on a road and it, well, you get on this 280 and you're going, what's that, east? Well, you can't just keep going east on 280. No, you've got to, you've got to get on 19. You, then you've got to get on Lamar, which is 280 and it goes on. I don't know where all it goes from there. You go this way and it hits another little intersection. But guess what? That's not the way that this is. This is not saying, well, you go to this point and you can stop. Then you go over here and then you can pick up on it when you feel okay. It is an intentional contribution. A focus can be placed on the way that we love. We can love in spite of hurt. We can forgive. We can communicate. We can, in this communication, and I set this up when we started the, um, uh, the theme. Man, I encourage you, pick up your telephone. Every single one of us, somewhere around our person, whether it's our pocket, whether it's our, our coat jacket pocket, whether it's our purse or whatever, we got a phone somewhere that we can pick up. Guess what you should have? You should have, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna help you or I'm gonna hurt you right here, but I've already put together a church directory that has nearby everybody's name, phone number, address, email, social security number, blood type, and a mom's birthday. And somebody will still say, hey, can you give me so-and-so's number? You've been in church with them for 15 years. You don't know that phone number? Shame on you. Thank you. 
cannot come. Maybe because of their health or maybe a late doctor's appointment. But how many people call and check on them? How many people, those that do text? How many text and maybe meet with them at church? How many pick up the phone and get in their GPS and then go visit them? Well, I work for the United States. title this this morning, an intentional contribution. We should be giving it. We should be doing it. We should be communicating. We should be visiting. When's the last time you wrote a letter? Uh-oh. When's the last time you wrote a card stuck it in the mail? You can start tomorrow. The post office is open tomorrow. Let brotherly love continue. It gives no space for excuse either. He says to let or to call. I've already mentioned the busyness in our lives. Age is no excuse. Age is absolutely no excuse for giving or for holding on to brotherly love. There are a lot of folks that they will say that maybe it's just the senior adults that do the calling or the visiting. There's nothing wrong with them doing that, but there is something wrong with expecting only them to do that. Some think, well, it's just the pastors and the deacons that should be going out and and calling or visiting. Again, there's nothing wrong with them doing that, but if you want to let brotherly love continue, if you want to have unity, if you want to be like that early church and be meeting in one mind and one accord, guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to step out of your box And do some things that may seem uncomfortable and call. Can I go ahead and help about three, four of y'all? If somebody sends you a text, reply. Because there's more than me that has an overactive imagination. And they said, well, it says they read it. They must be mad. What have I done? And then I spend 48 and a half hours trying to figure out what in the world have I done what they did not reply. Somebody calls you, call them back. I'm the type of person, Brother Jim, y'all pray for him. I'm the type of person that if if I call and he asks me to leave a voicemail, if I don't need an answer right then, I'll leave a voicemail. And I try to be so professional. Hello, Brother Jim. This is Pastor Dr. James Burke. Just letting you know I'm checking in on this particular thing. I just... You know, and I go through my spiel. Well, then, 10, 15 minutes later, hey, what do you want? I'm like, did you get my voicemail? No, I don't check my voicemail. I'm like, well, why do you have it set up? Then you have somebody like Nancy Morris, bless her heart. Every time I've called her, she don't answer. I'm sorry the mailbox is full. Like, I know there ain't that many people calling and check on her. She needs, Somebody needs to help this woman clear her voicemail out. But if we're going to communicate, we need to do it. 
Turn your cell phone off. You don't want nobody to call you? Turn your cell phone off. Throw it in the lake. But if you got a cell phone and you text, go ahead on and text back. I know some of y'all say, oh, he's talking to me. Some of y'all might, and this may be my overactive imagination. Somebody said, I'm probably thinking y'all are all mad at me. But at this point, I could give two shakes in the wind. I don't care. But we need to communicate with one another. We need one another. I'm going to say that again because i got one amen from the front pew. We need one another. I, I think I told you this just several services back. Brother brother Bobby, when he had that wreck on the Brother Bobby and Nick, when he had that wreck on side-by-side, whatever it's called. Samantha called me. And she said, Preacher, please pray. Bobby's, she went through it. And I said, Yes, ma'am. We hung up started praying. As we were praying, we had to turn, push the pause button on the Lord because Bobby called. I'm like, well, this is unusual. So I said, hold please, Lord. I'm like, hello? And Bobby said, hey, preacher, what you doing? <laughs> well, well, I was praying for you because I thought you were dying. And he said, oh, okay. Well, yeah, please pray for me. I sure do need it. And he, I mean, broke how many ribs, messed, messed him up, spent days in a hospital. Sometimes it's, it's unusual. Our prayer lives are showing love to one another. And I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. But he just needed to know somebody was praying. Now I'm going I'm to let some of y'all off the hook. I realize you can't answer your phone all the time. Driving down the road, work covered over. You got sawdust, you got caulk, you got paint all over you. I understand that. I'm not saying every time I call, I answer that phone. Yes, preacher. How can I help you? That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is we need to have a tendency to communicate with one another instead of waiting until we get here to see how we're doing. Because when we get here, then we could actually fellowship. Instead of trying to catch up, we could actually fellowship. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll give you a conclusion. Let's come with a song of invitation. Talking about let brotherly love continue, I I have to say this about this this word continue. I mentioned it just a little while ago, but it is that being constantly present to help. And if we are at the close of this thing, if we are going to be continually present to help, then I have to ask the question today, why are there so many people? Why are there so many people that are struggling in their Christian life when they've got brothers and sisters in Christ all around them? Could it be because we've not shown the love towards them? Could it be because we're not present for them? Every week, there's somebody who isn't at church, who doesn't come to Sunday school, maybe who's late to Sunday school or church, who needs help with their child during service. Who's going to be that one that reaches out to them? Who's going to help them? 
Who's going to lend a hand? We're talking about brotherly love today. And the Scripture says, let brotherly love continue. Let's say it this way. Cause brotherly love to continue. Well, Joey, that's on us. It is a choice for us to make whether or not we're going to allow it to happen. But Benji, we need to be the reason that it happens. Let's stand. Brother David, what are we singing? The altar is open this morning.